Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 31. Our video games art. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Vincent Van Gogh, to my no-go. <laughs> How's it going, Tom? Very good. Uh, yeah, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, listeners want to stick around because they know the features all about our game's art. Coming up in the news, something's skating off into the distance, Tom. Sounds like the hopes and dreams of a gamer or two. Uh, before we get there, though, let me ask you one thing, Tom. What have you been playing? This week I've been playing... Well, I've not had that much time this week, but I've managed to get in a few games of Call of Duty Online. Hmm. I believe there's uh, some new maps out today for those, which are free of charge, which is nice to see. It's very generous. It is. Um, a ground war map based on like a farmland area, which is like the big 30 versus 30 map. Mm-hmm. And a, um, I think one called Shoot House, which is like a close quarters map. So both look quite good. I'll be trying those out later in the week. But as for what else I've been playing this week, uh, I managed to finish the Smile Dungeon on uh, Link's Awakening, which is the one I couldn't finish when I was a kid. And gave Come back on. and conquered your demons. Yes, I feel like I've overcome a childhood uh, travesty with that. As a um, 30-something-year-old man with a guide yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Triumphant. Yes. <laughs> We didn't have internet back in the day, did we? So, uh, Gaming God. Guess what, Link's Awakening? He just got schooled by a man using initiative rather than skill. From a guide written by a 15-year-old. <laughs> More than likely, yeah. Um, nothing. More. I, I, I've delved back into Overwatch a little bit after the excitement of last week's announcement of Overwatch 2. So I've been polishing my skills on that. Checked online, you're about the only person excited by that. <laughs> It appears so, but yeah. I hope some of the listeners are. Probably not. Uh, that's about it for me. Hmm. Yeah, what have you been playing? Well, ever with my finger on the uh, pulse, <laughs> white hot pulse of gaming, Tom. I've been playing. Uh, I think it's called Innocent Tales, a futuristic Harvest Moon on the PSP. Oh. I've been on the go, so yeah, I've been on the gaming go. on the go, gaming on the go. It's all right. It's uh, very tutorial for the very first bits of it, so not that exciting. But Similar to Stardew Valley. That's another sort of Harvest Moon Yeah, I've not played that. I keep looking at that. That's yeah. probably what I should have downloaded and played on the Vita, <laughs> but I haven't done that. You've got the, the, the cut price mm. version, maybe. Well... Some of those are often quite good, aren't they? I think it probably is the It's a bit like version. when they release those movies and they have, we've discussed this before, where they have a, uh, people use the imagery and like even the same oh, font. type and font yeah. to, to, uh, to knock out a straight-to-DVD movie of, of the same subject. Is that game the uh, Stingray's boot equivalent of yeah. <laughs> the gaming world? I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. It. Got got his nags into me, and then I just dusted it off. We've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Anything? Uh, any dark, more Dark Souls this week, or has it mainly been handheld? Just only handheld. Okay. Cool. So that surprisingly yeah. brings us to the foot of the news, Tom. The mountain that we call the news. We scour the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the first stories. First stories. Latest stories. First up, Tom. Do you want this or me? Uh, you take this one. Skating off into the distance. Seemingly, that's the news after EA let the license expire of his fan favourite series, Skate. 
A listing by the United States Patent and Trademark Office shows that the trademark was reapplied for on February 16, 2018, when whispers began around E3 2018 of potential Skate 4 reveal. Obviously, these rumours came to naught when nothing was announced at the show. As of August 1st, 2019, EA has abandoned the Skate trademark, icing all Skate 4 speculation, Tom. I think that's pretty sad, to be honest. Um, You're a big got, fan of Skate? Well, I've got quite a few friends who actually skateboard, like some to quite a good level. Um, you knew and, a skater uh, once. Yeah, I knew a skater once. I was a skater once, not a very good one, by any means. Mm. Um, yeah, that's... Do you that's, think you were a skater boy? <sighs> definitely. So you see you later, boy. See, see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a real shame because I think um, it, it was a really good game by EA, or, or published by EA. As far as... Uh, Skateboard simulators go without using. Them. Yeah, because you had to. Did totally you have to use a skateboard peripheral for that, or is that another game? I think we need to ask Daddy Zilla for that, don't we? Daddy Zilla yeah, knows. He's the king of peripherals. Um, he, uh, I know he mentioned. I think Tony Hawk that he tried that on, but mm -hmm. Tony Hawk was always like the arcadey skate game. I enjoyed both, uh, but skate had the. I think when Tony Hawk first came out, Tony Hawk's one and two. I don't think it was pretending to be arcade. I think it was trying to be simulation. I always look back at those two and think, no. Nah. Yeah, they got wackier as they went on, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, there was no wire surfing in one. But skate was always the game for people who did skate. Oh, the connoisseurs. Yeah, the connoisseurs. It was the Duran Duran of yeah. those uh, skate games, was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, sad to see that. Um, maybe someone else will pick up. Or... Uh, We'll see a spiritual sequel of... That would be quite thought, cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. I know there's the... Um, I forget what it's called, but there is a, a skate game meant to be coming out next year. That looks quite good. Hmm. In a similar vein, so... What's your favourite extreme sports game? Oh, that's a good question. It's got to be snowboarding, hasn't it? Probably 1080. The one on the GameCube, I prefer. I put. I thought I, was, I had money down on... Amped. Um, yeah, Amped up there. Amped 3, wasn't it? Ramp two. And I really used to. Um, it's like Dave Mirror BMX. Oh, that's good. As a GameCube, uh, good title as well. As a bedroom, extreme sports man, if ever there was one. Yes. Not the Beatles rock band variety, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, next bit of news yeah. out of this world. When uh, Obsidian Entertainment launched its already critically acclaimed RPG, The Outer Worlds, a month ago, uh, that. There was no sort of discussion of the Switch version. No, deathly quiet. <clears throat> but a press release from the game's publisher, Private Division, revealed the Switch version would be arriving at some point in 2020. Yippee, Tom, for you. I've heard it's, um, yeah, it's going to be before the end of March 2020. Mm. Um, so it's going to be before the end of Take Two's fiscal year. Um, and I think that's probably going to sell quite well on the Switch. Because if I was a Switch owner, I'd know on the console, I'd definitely be waiting for that. It's just, I always think this, it's like, you're just treating it like it's just got a, it has got a longer uh, launch date. Mm. So there's loads of other stuff to play. Um, yeah. Often I've looked and thought, I've got PS4, I may as well get that on PS4 over the Switch. Mm. Prettier. Um, yeah, it is. I'm not going to lie, it runs better. And but, it's not in slow-mo mode, as you would tell the listeners. Yeah. The, the frame rates on the Switch can 
if you don't know any better, they're fine. Mm. When you run them next to the PS4 or Xbox, you can't. What about more the translation of the controls? What, for Outer Worlds? Or for any of these oh, games. Oh, for anything. Any of the bigger boy games that are um, on your... I found Overwatch a little bit of a struggle with the Joy-Cons, mm. uh, when, especially in handheld, because the, the thumbsticks are not particularly sizey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to use the Pro Controller where I can. Uh-huh. But the Pro Controller is a really quality controller for How me. How does it rate versus Sony and Microsoft's attempts? I still can't. Not pro control. I, th- I see the pro control on the Switch going up more against just the stock controllers from the other Are you on about just the Joy-Cons sliding into the grip and that being... No, the one that you've got. You can't, can't, have you got like an upgraded one that you can get that no, your no, gamers just use? No, just the, the pro controller is the only one. I'm sure there are like fancy ones out there maybe. But well, no, which is the, the pro controller? Just where you slide the Joy-Cons on either side of it? No, that's the grip. Ah. You get that as standard out of the box. I'm talking about the other one. How does yeah. that compare to the vanilla Xbox and PlayStation versions? Oh, really well. Does yeah. it? Yeah, it stands up next to both of them. Hmm. But yeah. Okay. I believe the Xbox Elite 2 controller came out this week as well. So I've heard. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... Uh, Xbox, seamless yeah. Tom, if you kept your mouth quiet, we would have got there. <coughs> XO, a go-go. If you weren't able to wangle a ticket to the Copper Box Arena where XO19 is being held this year, we got you covered. There are plenty of streams available online. Xbox is pushing their Mixer stream as a preferred way to tune in. But there will be streams available on Xbox's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch accounts. When is XO19? I hear you cry. Well, it's November 14th to 16th. begins with the fifth anniversary of Xbox FanFest which opens its doors at 7pm GMT, 2pm EST, 11am PST. I'm not letting Tom anywhere near the British Sea Times. Uh, there's a whole host of games and developers coming to XA19, but Microsoft are being really sneaky about what announcements we can expect to see. There's not even a definitive schedule of who will be on stage and when, but a Twinfinite interview with Xbox Aaron Greenberg at Gamescom revealed there will definitely be some big news coming. We have some surprises planned. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, I think that we'll have a great show. We also have a lot of games coming out in the spring. It's, uh, I think, the biggest lineup of games we've ever had in the spring. In that window of time between XA19 and E3, we have a lot of stuff to show, and people can get hands on with it and talk about it. Wow. So they're going to have some big releases between now and spring. I thought they'd just, I thought they were going to write it off till Project Scarlet. Maybe they want to roll that good favour into a new console. They've got some hardcore fan following. They all think they've been... There's a lot of people, we've got listeners included, that think they've been making the right moves with Game Pass and doubling down yeah, on the, some good studios. Yeah, the Game studios Pass is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, that, that's exciting, I think, especially for um, sort of long-term Xbox followers. It'd be good to finally see them knock out some good stuff. Uh, I... Yeah, I think it's still too early for them to show anything next gen, isn't it? I don't think we'll mm. see anything until we three next year. I think they'll maybe just go out, hopefully, with a bang for the uh, for the Xbox One. Oh, okay. Yeah. Last bit and of that news. Do, that doesn't mean just detonating a load of Xbox Ones on stage while retro gamer Thomas bathes in the explosion. Oh, all like pieces. the guts and all that. Yeah. Well, Almost everywhere. like the Omaha Beach <coughs> yeah. of consoles, but he's there just sort of nibbling on uh, the equivalent of little bowls of nuts and hors d'oeuvres and things. Yeah. Wow, that's, right. that's a 
pretty scary thought. Last bit of news. Bonus news. Oh, bonus, bonus news. news. I didn't even know about this. Oh, no. He likes to keep me... In the... I hope this isn't anything uh, nefarious. Hopefully this is... Uh, happy birthday. It's a little bit early. Tear it open. Let the fans know what they uh, see inside. I'm wow. nervous. I'm very excited. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, mate. What we got? That is awesome. Describe to the fans what we're witnessing here. I am currently draping over myself the Put Ray, it on. The Ray family uh, T-shirt. That's as awesome. As supplied by uh, Adam the Artist. That's correct. And can you read out his um, his details? Oh, on Etsy forward slash comic pictures. Shall I put this on? No, so I don't want to knock me mic. Put it on. Come on. I'm doing it. Let's see it. He's pulling off the onesie. You do realise I'm going to wear this everywhere. And there he is. The immortal. <laughs> That's the best one. So that's the Ray family, Trace Ray, Stingray, Currently and the young. Currently model doing the Hulk Hogan poses. Yeah. Tom's had his way, so the villagers Mate, have been kept I love to it. A, been, Oh, he likes it now. He likes it now. The quality on their faces is awesome. I'm a little bit uh, gel-gel. But there's many of the villagers and many unofficial controller pod work, pod work, podcast artwork to I'll get tell yourselves you what we're a going to do. What are we going to do? Why don't you uh, just take a little picture... Oh, I see. And do a little live, not on my face, get, of course. Get, get stood up so we can really put the effort into this. Just photo the shirt. No, we're going to get the whole thing in. We're going to get your... Get no, back here. Not, not my face. Not my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, you made the... Uh, we will just get the picture. Yeah, isn't he happy, look. Okay. Are you happy with that? That's fantastic. Thank you very much. Now, tell me, if the listeners... Oh, and the first listener to appear in Stingray's boot in a piece of unofficial controller podcast artwork... <laughs> yeah. Had to wait. It's calm myself down, line up my words. They're going to get my special, personal community chest. Isn't that right? That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Excellent work. So double down, get one ordered, get a picture, slap it in the boot. Everyone's happy. The good thing as well is you might be wearing it and someone goes, what's your T-shirt about? And you, know, you tell them the story. Mm. And you can go, well, this is the Ray family. They feature and live in Farmerton, a very real village. Very real. A very real podcast. Yeah. From now, Tom, that fine piece of artwork there, Yes. Done by Adam the Artist. Could you ever consider video games as art? I believe you could. But mm. we're going to ask that question. Then ask away. It's the feature. Can video games be art? Welcome to this week's feature where we're asking the question, can video games be classed as artwork? For this, we are going to be venturing out of the bunker down into Farmerton Village and paying a visit to the Village Art Gallery. Once a home as such fine artworks as PCSO Ross Kemp's Dabble into Impressionism <laughs> and Red Dragon Race's commissioned origami sculpture of Lord Ponselbury, the gallery now has a new owner. We welcome the legend of children's television programme Art Attack, the one and only Neil Buchanan. Mm. We asked Neil if we could hire the gallery for a special look at some video games that really stand out for their artistic style and influence. Do you want to take our first piece? 
as we stroll around the well, gallery? Well, just one thing I've got to say. Once again, where's the budget come from for Neil? He... I turn around he, and you go he, hiring celebrities. We're not hiring him. He's bought the gallery, so he's... he's, he's um, in terms of... Uh, what would, how would you say... Um, I don't know, you tell me. I'm looking for the words. He's spellbound. You see, that's the sort of celebrity he is. He takes the words clean I've got my T-shirt, mate, and all I'm thinking about is putting the T-shirt on, playing Death Stranding and having the best time of my life. (laughs) Right, the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. Um, Dressed up with a a sprinkler on your head. Yeah. He has acquired the gallery, so he's quite well off. Okay. He's building his empire of art galleries. Well, strolling through this... Converted village hall. I uh, <laughs> <coughs> I uh, notice that the first piece up here, nice frame you've got going on, is an Xbox Live Arcade Classic, and the very clever puzzle platformer, Braid. It's mm. a fine piece of work you got there, it Tom. Is. Looks like his influences, uh, watercolors. A little bit of oils, landscape, painting styles, a little sniff, Super Mario World 2, and a just look in the eyes there, there's little gentle, subtle overtones of... Sound like Retro Game of Thomas. Are we tasting <laughs> wine or looking at paintings? <laughs> I don't know, you've got to go okay. with it, aren't you? I'm going with it, I'm going A with little it. bit of uh, Yoshi's Yoshi's. We've got on. a few bottles of red wine, haven't mm-hmm. we? We have. What? Tell me, what do you make of that? What's your... There's my overview of the scents and smells of what I find from Bray. Give me the facts and figures of this artist's life. So Bray came about, designer Jonathan Blow uh, tasked the lead artist David Hellman with drawing over rough images of the levels. Um, the team had created these levels um, to use a distinct art style and this helped convey the, the main themes of time and different realities. Uh, they used blurred but beautiful watercolored style backgrounds um, but they also kept the images and objects near to the character clear, so it helped define how you were going to solve the puzzles on that certain certain level, um, which I think was a really strong point because you had these brilliant, awesome-looking visuals in the background, but what where the brain work had to go in, it was very clear and decisive what you had to do. Well, not so much what you had to do, where the things were that you could move. Yeah. Uh, very often we play games today where the art style it's so grounded in realism that it's not actually that clear where you're meant to go especially mm. if the game doesn't hold your hand I think that's probably why there is so much hand holding sometimes because it's not it's like move over there and collect this object it's like well which object because it all looks surreal or like gone with the realistic graphics yeah um, it's it's very hard to tell the difference so I think I think that's something that really um, helped make that game successful. Uh, at the time of the game's release, gamers and critics were amazed by the wonderful rewind time mechanic and complex puzzles. But uh, we think the game stands up to the test of time and will do in the future, really down to its its art style. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, uh, did you pick that up when it came out on Xbox Live I did. Arcade? Yes, guilty as charged. I was. Uh... It was part of one of those deals, wasn't it? Where I you think bought I was the day one adopter of Bray. Yeah, I like the backgrounds. I don't like the main characters, but this is art, so it's not really yeah. mine. 
place to say. But overall, the game probably didn't play to my nuances as a gamer. Yeah. I th- I did like the ending, and obviously the big reveal, spoilers, just you should have played it by now. Um, he is the enemy. Mm. Because of the rewind mechanic, towards the end, I'm trying to go off memory here, he it's actually you who have been chasing the, the princess, so it's like the Super Mario thing spun on its head. Mm. So when you, rewind, cool, you re- when you rewind, you realise he is the one chasing her and the person that's taken her away is trying to help her escape, which I think is real cool. Ah, I wish I'd finished it now. <laughs> Shame. Is, is it time for me to Shame. walk through pharmacy naked, Dang. whipping myself Shame. with twigs? Bang. It is, isn't um, it? Well, I think we should stroll down the room a little further. Yes. But before we do that, shall we hear from uh, the That's, Chronicles of a yeah, Game? Yeah, well, Neil Buchanan's a big enough celebrity, Tom, to have beckoned down from every corner of the village. Some of the critiques. All the well-known critiques. And uh, sucking on a creme de la creme cigar here is the Chronicles of Gra- uh, Gamer. What's he got to say for himself? Uh, they say games are absolutely art in every way, shape and form. Visually and musically, it's a beautiful art form. It can move us in many ways, especially when it has a story behind it. Mm, very good point. Yeah. And uh, swarving through the room, owning everyone around, it's the beret wearing beatnik. It's uh, Finster Gamer with his outlandish views on art. What's he, what's he telling us today, Tom? He uh, goes on to say, I think here on Instagram you'll find the perfect evidence for games being art. There are countless pages, including my own. Cheap Mick Foley pop there. Yeah. We like that. Don't worry, we do it. Check then out it... Finster Gamer Space. It's <laughs> down right circle square, all that malarkey. Get in there. Get on his page. Get on his website. Dedicated to photography and video creation within game worlds. Ga- uh, yeah, photo modes. How mm. great are they now? Totally forgot uh, that in your feature. We'll touch on that. We will. Hopefully you've salvaged something. Uh, Games, especially today, allow you to do whatever you want to be. If you're an aggressive person, you can be aggressive in the game. If you're an artist, you can express that using the game's world as your inspiration. On a side note, the music, visuals and setting of Bioshock series in particular hits me emotionally in the same way I imagine a deep classical piece of art would to an art connoisseur. Great little comment there. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we're going to stroll down a little further because this next piece we're going to look at caused some controversy in its art style when it was first announced you've you've missed we've got a whole load of critiques to get through yeah shall we do another shall we do this piece that we've got to and then just go back to some more listener comments oh, i think we could okay. do that controversial up. is it much like the art we're looking at here very controversial very controversial yes. uh, at the time but it's gone on to be a, a roaring success yes well, this let's... game is the Legend of Zelda. The Up Wind on the Waker. wall, like a piece of rare graffiti art, the influences for this one, Tom, I can see classic animation. Yeah. I can see these vivid, bold colours just oozing through the tapestry towards me. And I'm even getting subtle whiffs of the mighty Walt Disney himself. He does run a art critique podcast, by the way, every week <laughs> with Rupert Golden Thread. Oh, no, that's the cross-stitch one, isn't it? Yeah, he does that as well. He does that as well. Yeah, He's a man man of culture. He's got an eye for cross-stitch. He's also got an eye for Renaissance art. He has. Anyway, we better not ramble, because we do that a lot. Uh, But The Legend of Zelda, uh, The Wind Waker. uh, There hadn't been a new release since Majora's Mask on the N64. 
And with fans still hyped from a GameCube tech demo at Space World 2000, which featured a much more realistic-looking Link battling Ganondorf, excitement was at a fever pitch. Step forward, Legend of Zelda veteran developer Ajiji Anuma. Good luck with that. Yeah, let's say we've we've probably desecrated that name. Totally, you probably called him sort of Dog Rider, an absolute hero of mine, <laughs> and I've just called him Dog what Rider. I can. Um, who called the tech demo old and dir- What's happened here? I've minced my words on a. Oh, yeah, I get hung out to dry. It's time okay. that you... Normally we edit all this out and we, your, your um, agent comes down and he listens to it and he's like, no, I want that scrubbing. I want that re-recorded. CGI is Derivative hairing. of previous Zelda games. I well, got it in the end. <laughs> Do you want to, why don't you rewind and go again from uh, veteran developer? I don't want to read his name out badly again. Anuma, who called the tech demo owed on derivative. <laughs> you said it right. It's not even there. Oh, mate. Anyway, he basically Just... said it was too much like the old ones. There's an alternate universe where he read out that listener comment and then you nailed it in one go. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Anyway, so he set the team to task with uh, taking the series in a new direction. The man who made the first steps with Link's bold new look was designer Yoshiki Haruhana. I'll shall I lead on? Who drew a rough sketch of what we now know as Toon Link. The team then used cell shading on 3D models, giving the look of a fully immersive animated world. Developers built the game using Alias Stroke Wavefront Maya 3D tool. What have you been feeding, James? Eight tins of alphabet spaghetti <laughs> and a couple of tins of blooming coffee from down the bottom of the cellar. Um, 3D tool and a brand new game engine. While cell shading had been done before in Sega's excellent Jet Set Radio, Wind Waker really took it to the next level. Releasing in the spring of 2002 and a few years ago, we got an HD re-release which looks even better. It does. George and Tom to discuss. <laughs> um... Controversial game when it first came out. It was, yeah. It's been whitewashed, hasn't it? It's been toon washed. I remember myself. I was a very early hater of the game uh, after seeing the tech demo, wanting my ocarina of time, looking. I want to see skin pores and blood. Yeah, wanting the big boys growing up Zelda, and then the give me Aragorn, give me yeah, (laughs) give me Lego (laughs) lads. Similar timing to those films, yeah. so when they showed that Wind Waker demo, obviously it didn't even look as good as it did when it came out, so I don't think the reaction was overly positive. But I was still there day one, picked it up, drove over to your house after probably leaving college a little earlier than I should have done. We put it in, brought the GameCube with, with its uh, snazzy handle. Did you carry it in with the handle, or do you think you More had it in like a discreet little bag? Probably, you probably in a bag. shopping bag or something. Yeah. Um, all the wires wrapped around yeah, like a yeah. snake's wedding in the bottom of a bag. <laughs> uh, he has always poo-pooed me for the way I keep <laughs> keep some of my consoles. Um, and yeah, rightly so, because I'm a urchin. Dirty urchin. Yeah. So we fired it up, didn't we? And uh, you were you impressed. You made that sound like a miracle. Yeah, it was a miracle. The GameCube was working <laughs> after getting carted over in a shopping bag. <laughs> Um, thrown in the yeah. <laughs> footwell foot of a dirty Peugeot. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, it, it just wowed us, didn't it? It was like watching or interacting with a, a, a cartoon, playing the cartoon. I suppose I, I always beat down on things a little bit, but looking back, there was that wow moment. Yeah. Just the way good. his eyes, the animation of his face, his reactions to things, and then the enemies, mm. it, and obviously getting out to sea was brilliant. The first time you go out into the Great Sea in your little red boat, and I think it it is it is up there with the best ones. Oh, um, the HD remasters ironed out a few problems. There was a lot of sort of fetch quests with the parts of the Triforce, from what I remember in the uh, original, so they changed that a little bit. It just flows a little bit nicer. Mm. So if you own a Wii U, which maybe some of you collector listeners do, definitely pick up the HD Road to Thin and He's got one. Yeah? We know this, don't we? We've seen it. Bet oscar has got one. He's he got this game like eight times over, hasn't he? How I'm, many times I'm, I'm sure we'll maybe see a re-release on the Switch as well. Got to. It, yeah. Got to. I feel like they should just do a big collection. Just an anthology or something like that. In a chest. Oh, mate. It makes a noise when you open it. Oh, the dream. And at the back, he's tucked like a scale shot. You know what I'd really like shield. to see is um, like them all have the same... As we're on the subject of art, have the same box art. There's something we should have discussed. And the spines. Yeah, the spines all looking like old books and like little gold writing down them and all the way from... You, they could do it. It'd be so good. Write that down. I will. Let's get him on the phone. After we've desecrated his name, we'll sell him a great idea. He'd be down for that. He would. He would. He's a good bloke. I'll just check Google Translate. You actually called him Cabbage Smeller. Oh, really? Mm, Japanese for Cabbage Smeller. Very oh, similar to his name. too bad. Well, we'd better just walk back to where we were because there were some more critiques overlooking a piece by um, by Road to Thin and Me. They'd done a bit of a uh, finger paint drawing on the wall. So, oh, right. Uh, but, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll chime in. Who we got next? King Lizard. Yeah. He's waltzed in. He's scratching his little feet. Is this a new listener? He's been on before, but he's... Or first commenter, should I say? No, King Lizard's been on before. Okay. Yeah, he's he's got some serious chops. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, I'll read his comment out. Very much so. Clap, clap emoji. Games are interactive and no less engaging than movies. Like movies, there are good and bad examples. In a lot of cases, even a game's art style choice can take success or failure. If gamers don't like the look of the graphics, they won't buy it. But if a game captures an audience by its aesthetic, they are halfway to success as a game that looks good is always going to sell. Well, at least until the reviewers trash it. Titanfall <laughs> 2, Anthem, etc. Crying emoji. When I think art in games, the first two titles from the same stable are Ico, Shadow of the Colossus. Both games are majorly art-focused, but also as much about engaging gameplay and story. Naturally, Borderlands also stands out from the crowd, and its comic book art style is a leading example as well, but again backed up by interesting characters and stories, customization, art and fashion, good humour, and great game mechanics. GTA games are driven by the art of an era in the game worlds Rockstar create. GTA even make fun of the art of an era, which I love. Art and games are one for sure in my book, but in our world, the art is a life. How cool is that? Solid point by King Lizard. He ends clapping emoji heart eyes. <laughs> Applauding himself. But in a referential a very, way, yeah. you and I 
But at the same time, because it's art, Tom, descends to an even deeper level. He applauds the games. A man for the games. A man for our time. King Lizard. King Lizard. Uh, next up, we've got Harvey Retro. Yes. Hello, another great show topic. My submission. I definitely think games can be art nowadays. A few that spring to mind are games that as, are as cinematic as great movie-like uh, titles. The Last of Us, Heavy Rain, Bioshock, and uh, others I class as artful and breathtaking pieces like Journey and those beautiful indie platformers like Limbo, Inside and Unravel. Oh man, the feels, the feels, crying emoji. If a game hits those emotional notes and leaves you thinking about it afterwards, I consider it art. You're on fire at the moment, fellas. Strong topics. Thank you very Thank you, much. Thank you, Retro. Yeah, Tom, he... wait. The crows. The sun is in the sky. This is art. You're looking panicked. This is not even in the script. This is interpretive impromptu. Bonus game. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we needed to split it up. I'm segueing you into the hall. I'm showing you my dark canvas. L.A. Noir, Tom. Oh. L.A. Noir. My submission for art as a game. You always worry me when you go off topic, but you usually provide the goods, whereas <laughs> mine, I usually provide the car crash. Not only does this <coughs> fine... Look at it there, and it's coal felt on the front, the logo dripping. It stinks of noir cinema. The very Noia. essence... The noia, the very <laughs> essence of the music. A soundtrack I've downloaded because in its own... Have you? Even in its own, yeah. this soundtrack is beautiful. I love the sound of it. I love the muted graphical tones. I love the 50s setting or 40s setting. I love everything about it. I love how it's a beautiful ode to World War II heroes that have come back who maybe aren't so as heroic as we're led to believe. It's a story of a man... Splash of colours, but then at the same time, it's black and white. It's game. It's a thing of beauty. And if you don't understand it, you're not a cultured gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you class it as your favourite Rockstar game? Ooh. Yes. I actually think I would. Okay. And I think that in that they had many different films and um, stylistic offerings to choose from because the genre's quite broad. It's had many different influences. So they're able to paint a very broad brush with L.A. Noir. But I think you can see the same ideas in a previous tie-in or film-based game, The Warriors. That's a thing of beauty as well. Yeah, I mean... It gets... I... The mechanics are very... PS2 era, but the title screen's evocative, the way they've done the work on the designs of the clothes and the, the settings and bits and bobs. It's a very nice game. Yeah. I think there's a point there as well for um, games that have used movie licenses, which we have done a show about, mm. but have done it well and captured the, the look and the feel and even the music of those films that make you almost feel like you are playing yeah. in the movie that game adds to that film it doesn't take away yeah your favourite uh, tie-in Batman Begins owned it on the Xbox <laughs> original apparently 
Let's move on. Uh, Daddy Zilla up next. Mm. This is a great topic. Who are we to say what's art and what's not? A game is a piece of someone that has poured their time into it. The definition of art is a different from one person to the next. Typically, art is a person's view or impression of what they are seeing, feeling, and creating. In my opinion, though, it, sorry, that's in his opinion, though all games are a form of art, from Atari and old text-based DOS games, some of his old-timers used to play, to the most recent PC and console games. Some of my uh, favourite most beautiful games are, of course, the Final Fantasy series, American McGee's Alice, Skyrim, the Batman Arkham series, and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, just to name a few. Remember what I think is art is not exactly what you might think, and all people's thoughts should be respected. Always respect the muscle of the show, Tom. A very deep comment from the muscle of the show. Mm, very, very deep, but I like Thanks, it. Thanks, Daddy Zilla. Good comment. Taking art, the sort of comment that only art can have, art's not exactly what you might think, all people's thoughts should be respected. One man's cow poo on a plate is another <laughs> man's Picasso. Exactly. Uh, art, artwork in, uh, well, paintings and such, no different to video games. Some people like them, some people don't. Hmm. We all see different things in them. So, yeah, nice comment, Daddy Zilla. Who you got next there? Yes, well, <coughs> Art Student Abuse Game Room. He's uh, formed an opinion of what he's seen in the Village Hall today. Of course, all games are a form of art. Journey stands out to me. An interactive short story, no dialogue, just roaming around, gathering scarves and seeing others that are playing too, but no way to talk to them. That's a game that's often hailed as art, Tom, isn't it? It certainly is. Uh, next up, we've got CJ Nintendo. New listener. Hey, still picking them up. S Collecting them like Pokemon cards. Death of a Thousand Cuts, Tom. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, CG Nintendo. Yes, games are definitely a form of art. The imagination of the creators and designers are being implemented into a form that its players can admire. That's what art is to us anyway. Something to admire that someone has created. Breath of the Wild is our personal favourite form of video game art due to the amount of times we were breathtaken by the graphics and views of the world. Any true gamer would see video games as art, we think. That's great, yeah. isn't it? Nice comment. Thank Breath you of the Wild. So they obviously know which buttons are yours to twist. <coughs> they certainly do. Massive fan of Question that. for you. Yes. New listener, CJ Nintendo, got in touch. Got on the feature of the show. How would an average Joe out there listening to this podcast are thinking, what's all this talk of contributing, Tom? What's all this talk? How would they get on the show? So some of you direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. Which we love. And some of you comment on the Instagram page, which we love. And some of you uh, email on questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. That's amazing. Now, what's your favourite way of fans getting in touch? Hmm. Do you like a slide in the DMs or...? Sometimes a slide in the DMs. Why not? I'd love more emails. But comments <laughs> on the post is where we ask it to go when we slap them up there, so... A lot of the emails we get are just rough copies of the script, aren't they? They are. They are, they let's are. be honest. But... Uh, Tom, PCO, PCSO Ross Kemp has been doing what he can to get Retro Gamer Thomas back into society. So he's stumbled in with a couple of various different tins of emulsion 
and he's going to throw them down on a white canvas while Ross Kemp watches, and he's going to slide around in that mix of wet paint as a medium of expressing himself in a way other than chewing down on people's electrical goods. Ah. But before he does, he says... (laughs) (laughs) I just have the image in my head. It's very uh, audio descriptive for the listeners there. And because Retro Gamer Thomas is a man on many levels, if you were to zoom out from what looks like a mess with his body writhing in it, much like midway through an art attack show, if you were up in the higher lofty area of the village hall, you would see that he'd have drawn a mega drive. Wow. With his gizzards cut right open. He hasn't learnt. Definitely a form of art, I think. The amount of time it takes these days to produce these games and the talented people they gave doing they have doing backgrounds and characters, etc., is incredible. Back in the Specky C sixty four days, it was the technical kids that made games at the start as they knew how to code and the games were basic but fun. Then as more artistic people started coding, you could really see the games improving fast. Now, how far they've come to today. And the games are incredibly beautiful. I've got screenshots saved on my PS4 that would look awesome hanging on my wall. Whether the old school want to admit it or not, games? This is from my very own serial killer. He says, games are definitely art. Definitive, as always. End of story. Just I think, give him some space because PCSO Kemp needs to cuff him up now. Okay. He back needs off. a shower. Back he's off. got. Neil, get back. He's got pre You are the curator, but you are not his controller. Just no, back off. That's, back that's off. art now, Neil. You can't touch that. Don't yeah. clean it up. It's expressionism. Don't give me any of the. This is Art Attack. And this is Retro Gamer well, Thomas. Don't delay any more, Tom, because PCSO Kemp's realised this was pre war lead paint. <laughs> and he's got 30 seconds to make sure he gets this scrubbed from Retro Gamer Thomas's skin. He better get on it. Um, exactly. I like the comment about, just quickly there, the photos, and Vince the Gamer touched on this. I've got a lot of photos on my PS4, especially Red Dead, like the painted skies of the West, and just, like, I think there's one where John's, like, leaning on a fence overlooking, and it's just awesome. How, do you, manage, my, uh, how do you manage hard drive space? Because you've got, like, Red Dead installed... And then you filled your hard drive with pictures of Arthur <laughs> doing various things. Yeah, I've got quite a few from Days Gone as well. It's got a good photo mode. Yeah, it's got the best photo mode. And I believe uh, Death Stranding is going to have one or has one. Oh, I should imagine so. Yeah, I have a thought so. Uh, right, Oscat TV next. Video games are absolutely in an art form, one where the player gets to experience their own story and play that any other person may not. There are plenty of art pieces which have the same effect. A game has all the art forms of freeform, painting, photography, storytelling, and interactivity, except all in one bundle. Who we got next? Ah. Uh-huh. Making his way known from the back of the room, he comes forward. He's got an eye for art. It's Boba Loba. Yes. Everything about video games is art, level design, audio, storyline. In some cases, they're basically interactive films, or in the case of Telltale Games, interactive TV series. Mm. Thinking emoji. And it's fair to say people can create art from them too, whether it's built-in photo mode or creating montages. There are even YouTube series created using games like Minecraft, Stampy Long Nose, 
YouTuber, and even Halo, Red versus Blue, which I'm sure we've all heard of. Yeah. Again, you know, machinima, taking the games, turning the games back into films, churning something out the back end of it. Creation from creation from creativity. Mm. Pass me another red wine. <laughs> uh, next up, Tech Mike Reviews. Games have the visuals, music and stories to be considered masterpieces. Think of how people say movies with a touching story and music are beautiful art pieces and are instantly classics. Games should be considered the same way. Games are interactive, movies where you control the story and personally listen to game soundtracks all the time. They're beautiful pieces of art. I'm also a fan of game soundtracks. Um, even to the point where my wife will put the like lullaby things on for the baby and I'm like, no, stand back. Nintendo playlist. And he's having a very happy time. But music in video games is something for another day to talk about. That poor child. You'd have him listening to Uncharted theme tune. As good as that is, it's not suitable. <laughs> just yet. Just yet. One day. Why are you playing it? Um, just a Nintendo playlist. Sort of... Um, there's a lot of... Banner, banner, banner. No. Banner, banner, banner. We're talking about Nintendo era that you've probably not played much of. Banner, banner, banner. What else? Gusty Garden Galaxy. Mario Galaxy. Is that as good as Banner, banner, banner? Better. I always, when I go to sing that now, I always do it in the Sims voice. Banner, banner, banner. I've never played the Sims. Banner, banner? You've played Sims Revolution. That's kind of their voice, similar. Banner, banner. Oh, is it? Banner, banner, banner. Well... Um, That's blown you, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Our last piece. Oh, this is exquisite, Tom. Look at it. Look Our at last it. piece is Japanese for great spirit, the wonderful Okame. Tom, look at this. Can you see there? Traditional Japanese watercolours. Look at that. <coughs> look at that. Japanese mythology and Yukio. Yukioe style. Don't, don't tell me I'm not, Tom connoisseur of the highest level absolutely you are a extended cigarette holder red wine beret wearing mm-hmm. blue and white striped t-shirt mm. cords brown mm. loafers that's what works. i'm feeling in okame look at this though <laughs> even though that's how you've described me in my eyes because i've looked at this this wonderful image of okame i see myself I'm there. Blossoms. Wind across my face. I'm he has wi- transported himself I'm to... I'm wild. Dojos and the temples. The Japan hills. or whatever they're called. They're everywhere. Little bridges. Beautiful. Are you sure you're not just thinking about that time where, where uh, you, you <laughs> took a... You took a, uh, one of those Japanese crockery sets to the head in a, in a uh, low-budget wrestling match? Is that not like? Is that not the same as? Is that not the equivalent of playing a kami? Yeah, we could say that, couldn't we? <laughs> it's like get a load taking... of get a load of Japanese nostalgia just smashed in your face. <laughs> in Okame, players assume the role of the goddess of the sun, Amata Amaterasu. Mm-hmm. You basically called their most most fastidious of goddesses. You called that Atiramasu. 
A timorousy. <laughs> <laughs> taking the form of a white wolf. To baking restore... the form of a white wolf. Yeah, baking the form. Let's see what you're uh, doing taking there. the form of a white wolf to restore the land of Japan to its former natural glory. Okame was originally released for the PS2 in April 2006 and really pushed the machine there in its last years. The de development team at Clover Studio had hoped to use a more realistic rendering engine, which you can see footage of if you search for it on YouTube, which is quite interesting. Well, I'm going to go check that out. But this really made the aging PS2 processor struggle, so a cel-shaded style was adopted. This in turn led to one of the game's core gameplay mechanics, the Celestial Brush, a combat mechanic using swipes of the brush on screen to perform attacks. That's what Mumsy uses when our bedrooms get dirty. <laughs> the Celestial Brush. It's nice to see... Takes everything to the car boot and charity in one broom sweep. Wicked. Um, it's nice to see and still happens to this day how art styles can inspire new gameplay concepts and help immerse players even more. If you're a fan of Japanese mythology and art, then you will love this. And the best way to play it today is with a HD copy on Xbox One, PS4, PC and Switch. Yeah. Mm. Did you play that on PS2? That's where I first picked it. I think I picked it up when it first came out. It definitely came towards the end of the console's lifespan. So I, sort of I think fair. I've got it somewhere. I yeah. haven't, I've never actually played it's it. It's seen a lot of re-releases. I think one of the best re-releases was on the Wii because you had the motion control with the brush and it, it just felt quite at home on there. Um, I'd, I'd be curious to see what it looks like in HD. I've, I've not really seen it since. Uh, plays very similar to a, a Zelda game in its um, gameplay loop. Mm. I think they what, were sort of some like inspiration. Go to area, get special, yeah, special upgrade for there's celestial a, like brush. There's like an open, like I say, open world. There's a, a hub world, and it's been a long time since I played it, but uh, definitely check it out if you're into one of them's any of those the things. grabber. One of them's just, you know, <laughs> is it that? A little bit that, okay. but it's got its Same own shot. things. I mean, it's well, no, it's right. classed as one of the best PS2 games of all time. It's a dirty list of shame. I played it. Well, I might brush it off a, this. Mate. Well, Trying to play Death Stranding, but I'll brush it off and I'll play that then. Yeah. Okay, will do. Definitely one to take a look at. Well, talking of ones to take a look at, Tom, looks like we've picked a fine character to take us to the bridge. Who is it? It's Mr. Comic Pictures himself. Mm. Of course they are. They always have been... But more so in our current time, developers are able to show us more and more of their imaginations and as brought to life in often stunning detail. When you add in storytelling and mystique, it's possible to create something that's generational masterpiece that transcends what games are perceived to be. He lists Ico, Abzu, Journey, Ori and the Blind Forest, Limbo, Hellblade, This War of Mine, Old Man's Journey, Portal, Unravel, Pong, Pac-Man, SimCity, Wolfenstein, Minecraft, Telltale Games, Tomb Raider, EverQuest, The Sims, Fallout, Arkham, Half-Life, GTA 3, Final Fantasy 7, Resident Evil, Skyrim, Hypersports, Hang On, Afterburner, Last of Us, Ocarina of Time. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface here, but you get my point. Wow, a very long list there of some truly... Uh, Games very... are art. They are. I can agree with all of that, some of that, not all of that. Some of it, I don't know at this point. I'm just saying it for the hell of it. Um, most of those games I can get on board with. Some, probably I haven't He's listed some, nice, uh, listed some nice indies there. I've never played Journey. Uh, I've played Limbo 
Ori, Unravel, all really cool art styles. Minecraft, so, yeah. that's a good, that's a solid shout. Yeah, you, you're right, because time. if you look at the creativity that people have now, it's a bit like saying, like, look at what that person's imagination has created with Lego, look at what they've done on Minecraft. I mean, you see some fantastic things where they've built, like, I don't know, a football stadium to the minutest detail. Mm. Um, we better have a final word, though. As Mr. Buchanan hurries us out of the gallery to start prepping for tomorrow's unveiling of retro gamer Thomas's seminal works, Creation of a Console Killer, we hurry to the door and leave you with this th to think on. While video games are not officially classed as art, think how many artists, authors and musicians they've inspired. Oh, George, as regards to next week's feature though, I'm looking for sailors. Hmm. Little tease there for what's to come next week. Oh, I was expecting a different tease, but you slapped me up with the sailors one. Yeah. Mysterious. That's the end of the feature. All will be revealed next week. Okay, well, fired up for that. Uh, Tom, what's next? Listener's Stingray. Listener's Stingray. When the big man makes a call, house call, you better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pick up some Stingray's boot. You can too, just... Hashtag Stingray's Boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us questions on officialcontrollerpodcast.com. Who's first up in the old boot, Della Boot, Tom? What's going on down here? It is, uh, wow, My Game in Space. They've picked up their uh, copy of Death Stranding. Very exciting. Where did you get that slipcase from? I didn't get that. I not, I'm not sure if that's Amazon. I know one of the retailers um, uh, yeah, I think it was doing was, a... wasn't it? <coughs> yeah. Sega Junkie next yeah. with Mega Jet. Mega Jet. What is that? I've never heard if of If memory that. serves, it's like... Uh, I might be wrong, but I thought it was something to do with uh, like airlines or something. You'd get, get it to play games on while you're on a plane. Oh, wow. I might be wrong. That looks, uh, it looks like a car radio on the box, but I'm sure it's definitely not. Oh, it definitely uh, Mega Drive. Um, Danny Zilla, 526 degrees on his cooker, Tom, according to you. I think that's the only way to rid the world of American Idol on the Xbox 360. Wow. Melt it. Britney's dance game. Socom US Navy Seals, yeah. that's quite good. Tom and Jerry War of the Whiskers. Scribe, uh, scroll across, though, Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick. Oh, Classic film. Good. Yeah. Straight out of Stingray's boot. Ozcat has got some uh, socks, <coughs> Magikarp socks and a Yeah, cat. no no gaming pickups for him, but he's got some funky uh, Magikarp socks. Tom, Ezlo Midna have been down the shop supporting the Switch like you can't be bothered to. Bought themselves <laughs> a copy of Super Monkey Ball. Uh, good work, Ezlo Midler. Midna? I think Sonic's an unlockable Hope character. Hope you keep him well. well. Hope you're keeping well, Ezlo Midna. Welsh Game Hunter, lovely sort of shot of a Mega Drive joystick there with various tiles in the background, including Aladdin. Great stick, Great stick that for NBA Jam. Oh, really? Yeah. Mikhail Rep, picture of the six axis, Ash's nice. Game Room, Curse of the Moon, and Momodora. Sega Junkie again. Tom's rules say I'm not allowed to read it out, but he's got a what looks like a complete... Mega CD 32X bundle. <coughs> He's even made a little box to contain his collection, Tom. That looks real. 
It does, yeah. He's made that. He's a he's very clever that. boy. Yeah. Good effort. Mikhail Rep, he's been in he's again, been so you've blocked him. He's tugging at the heartstrings, Tom. He's even put a picture of his child in here. So Yeah, you, but uh, we're going to skip it because it, that doesn't matter. Sorry, sounds harsh. Oh, but I want to read out the fact that he's playing the switch on a train. No, we won't Do read that. You? Wow, he is he is gone in and as well Save as Sega junkie plugging in my heartstrings. Got a baseball game, gets a like from me. Cheap pop, Kingdom Hearts. Mikhail Rep gets a cheap pop. I'm liking Rad it. Radbash Gaming picking up Yakuza Two, Jump Force. I'm trying to slow George down there with his uh, cheap pops. Oscat uh. TV. He's been on Game Boy Matty. Well, you can't do that to it. That was like an interesting game. Game Boy Matty putting us all to shame. Two-year-old going into town, <laughs> coming back with Shenmue 2, T-Off, Sega Rally, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Ready to Rumble Boxing, WWF Attitude on the Dreamcast, as well as a minty, fresh-looking keyboard. Now, unless, Tom, I'm a complete Neanderthal and I only see pictures and pictures can't lie, that Dreamcast keyboard left Sega of Japan all those years ago with Game Boy Matty's name on it. Personalized. Yeah. How did they know he was even going to be born? I don't know. They just foreseen the uh, the gamer in in him. The voodoo the, uh, of Sega. There you go. Oh, he's also picked up Warriors for the PS2, and he's picked up GoldenEye and Mission Impossible, two stealth spy games. Game Boy yeah. Matty's operating behind enemy lines. Next up, we've got Pez. Pez 3.5. No, Radbash Gaming's made the effort to put in some VHSs. Oh, okay. And seeing as you won't pull them out of real Stingray's boot anymore, we beg, we plead. VHS is that feature Ronald McDonald? Yeah. Tell me, when does our advertisement end for McDonald's this week? Is this now the time to unleash your rather dark sexual undertones where you can only reach a certain point in Nirvana when a picture of Ronald McDonald is uncovered <laughs> from beneath a silk handkerchief on the bedside table. We won't go there. Probably best we don't. Pez 3.5 picked himself <laughs> up a uh, Elite Series 2 controller. I don't know what's darker, the fact that you must always have this picture covered with a scarf and it's left unsaid, or whether it's there at all. Your mind works in some very strange ways. <laughs> it really does. Uh, yeah, he's picked up an Elite Series 2 controller. That looks very nice. Um, very envious of that. I tell you what, that box art and the way it's, he's presented it, he makes it feel like it's some sort of tactical weapon. It is. The way it's branded Elite it Series. We're playing footsie as well underneath the podcast. I know, I've just realised. <laughs> Making me feel very uncomfortable. Well, that's nice and warm. I'll snuggle into that. <laughs> oh, it's my co-host's feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's that, had a shout That looks out. good. That the, D-pad looks kind of interesting on that. So one, it's changeable. You can have the traditional cross D-pad. Oh, I've got this image. Pez with like a nightscape lifted up and he's got like a box and he's taking it out and he's screwing in the different bits to it. It's Mate, have you ever seen Kick-Ass where Nicolas Cage is like tied up on the chair? He's like, child, switch to night vision! <laughs> awesome. I love that fit. I love Nicolas Cage. Just so over the top. <laughs> and he's like part on fire as well while he's shouting this out as Big Daddy and he's just like, switch to night vision! <laughs> 
How did we get here? I've just woken up in the middle of the show. Like, what the hell's happened? The Xbox Elite Series 2 controller looking like a very tactical military controller. It is awesome. Like, the way... What game will PS 3.5 play with this controller? I believe he's going to be using it on PC. So, yeah, interesting. Well, the thing is... What does he play on there? A Wolfenstein? uh, He's a big Destiny fan. On the 486 gaming PC? He is, yeah. Destiny 2, I suppose, yeah. Crikey, he's got to crank that up, hasn't he? Yeah. He also owns a Switch, but I don't think the Elite Controller will work on that. Pairs 3.5 Power Player. He is. Power uh, Player. By the way, with those controllers, they have a real like nice feel and sound because the, uh, the detachable and joysticks and stuff and paddles. Oh, mate, it's just... <laughs> you would love it. It'd be right up your street. It's just like, yeah, just... Got a great feel to it. Sort of magnetised. What's the real liquid chalk doing? Oh, playing uh, a bit of Modern Warfare, Tom. Yeah, that... Oh, have you seen what he's got? Have you seen what Bundley went for? Talking of night vision. He has splashed Going the dark. cash and got himself uh, the night vision goggles. To be fair... Nice pick-up. Looking at his game room, it's quite dark. Do you Maybe. think that's why he's got the night vision? Top tip Do you, you. reckon he goes full... Like full immersion, full emulsion on um, on modern warfare on the mission I talked about where you go into the London townhouse. You put the night vision on in the game. You do it in real life. Scarred your eyes for life. Question: What's cheaper, limited edition Call of Duty Modern Warfare Elite Edition with night vision, or a bulb? What sort of bulb are you going for? Some of those <laughs> retro-style bulbs are quite expensive. Sega Junkie up next with some Saturn games. Oh, Very nice. love the way you change the rules to suit yourself. He's been in, but nice collection. Harvey Retro. What He's flicked the hair. He's gripping Speedball. hard. Speedball 2, Brutal Deluxe. Nice pick. Your story of Brutal Deluxe rise through the Speedball Championships. I'm going to skip over a few of those because I've already had a shout-out. Oh, Rabash. Retrovision. Don't f- let's give Radbash his time in the sun. Oh, goodness, me. because he's the unofficial controller champion. A champion. He is, I suppose. He is. Yeah, he gets a bit, a bit more screen time, doesn't he? Is he? Is he the Randy, Is he the Randy Orton? Is that what we're saying? He does the RBG on people. Yeah. Okay. Retrovisions picking up. Uh... Just got RGB'd through. Whatever it is that Retrovision's just showing as the micro. <laughs> I don't know what they are. A keyboard overlay, some sort of crazy ass stuff for some crazy ass. The Atari 400 and 800. Retrovision's keeping it real. He, he, you know, I collect some tap, but. <laughs> Javis Sub 120. Adhesivo, original Sega D94, De Los Que, Colo Kanban, En Las Tiendas. The original sticker of 1994 from Sega that was placed in stores through the interior glass. A real piece of luck that remains in t- that it remains intact to this day. So you've got both versions there. Google Translate hopefully doing the good job there. Retro Gamer Thomas. A wow. collection. That looks like the foundations for a extension. Tom, the strength in that collection. Watch my eyes. 
Lock down the night scope. <laughs> Magnification. <laughs> top right shelf. Top right of the topmost shelf. That's Murdoch from the end. <laughs> oh, mate, it is. Great spot. <laughs> and if you look carefully, there's the Mr. T to the left and the Mr. T behind him. So I had both sets of those figures, so they came with a different vehicle. Yeah. So the smaller ones were more like a G.I. Joe. They were 18. crap. They're the ones I had. I quite like them. I think the van was better. With I those. never had the van with um, those. And the others had squidgy heads because I always remember my Murdoch was like, like that, like that. That's working podcast. well. Yeah. yeah, working well on an audio podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt the attire was closer to the TV show That's with a bigger one. Serious ones. stack of PS2 games, Retro Thomas, and I know that you've shaved some out of that bundle as well. He's a... next up, though. We've got Ash Games Room. He with... treats that collection like a vintage wine cellar. Okay. Every now and then he pulls okay. one down. That's a nibble. Uh, today's pickups for Ash Games Room uh, got himself a Bioshock Prima mm. Guide, Fallout Guide, Final Fantasy mm. on the PSP. Mwah. Mwah. PSP, Final Fantasy. Style. That was beautiful. That artwork's 25. I love a UMD. Quickest way to get in Stingray's boot, slap a UMD pile in there. And we're back to Ozcat, who was on last week with the Luigi's Mansion trick-or-treat post. Is that the full, full turn, turn of the, the wheel? wheel? We're in, we're out. Shake it all about. We do the unofficial controller podcast and we turn around. And Tom, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call... Hang on, hang on, hang on, stop. We're a good podcast because we've got a script. And I'm not leaving any part of my performance... Or Tom's. Tom's flatlined. I'm here. <laughs> That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Very good. Hmm. Shall we just do a quick beg? Before it's a bit we do... late. It's all that. It is, yeah. You haven't it's felt the need to beg. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want to do? Where do you want to send them? How do you want to well, motivate? I'm send them this week. Uh, it's nice to see we have had a few new listen. Let's call down. It's been a uh, while. Comment. Hang on, hang on. It's been a while. <coughs> call into the stats. Over ninety-four percent of our listeners are still listening, so the beg could be of some use to us. Let's double down and demo. Let's. I was going to say double down and demotivate, but I think that's not what we want to do. We want to double down and remotivate the unglorious bar stewards. It's time to group together, men. Over the next week. Share this everywhere. Like the living daylights out of it. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa. You know, leave it playing in the background <coughs> while you do something else. Let us serenade you through the weekend. We want to assault the charts. We want the unglorious bar stewards right at the bottom of the cliff edge, firing up those bazookas with a grappling hook storm, dragging us, literally, with their own social media platforms drag us up onto the highest level that they can drag us onto the charts top push us up that's the downloads that's the likes it's the new listens it's yeah. the subscribes it's the reviews it's the whole same gig but we know we don't want you to get fatigue but we need this we need a big push this week we do yeah um it goes without saying that we couldn't do the show without a lot of you who take the time and effort to comment and really help promote the show we feel like 
the bigger the show gets, the more stuff we'll be able to do with it. So we're going to be able to go to companies and say, can we have a, an early review copy so we can do like a Death Stranding review a week before it's out like everyone else mm. or, or the bigger boys. Cause the I bigger think, boys. Yeah, Dad. I think we could do a lot with stuff Are they like the bigger that. boys or are they the baddies, Dad? They're the baddies, aren't they, really? Anyone who's not the podcast is a baddie? Anyone who isn't us on the unofficial controller podcast and our community are the baddies. Wow. That's how it is. That's how we roll. Wow. But uh, enough begging. Well, Tom, last week he was down there with the... Uh, was it last week? What did we do last week? He was down with a character who we've probably written off out of the village because he didn't really work. Um, oh, right. Okay. But we're keeping... Well, this week, because he's got an absolute ton of copies genuine or not I'm not sure of Death Stranding Tom he's actually bolted up with an anorak he's put Wayne Ray because he's so vertically challenged in a jar filled it with I'm hoping Tizer because if not I think the I think Ray Senior may have a wee infection (laughs) and he's trudging how are we going to do this are we going to do a sound effect for his car He's not. He's he's on foot. He's what he wants to get the real Death Stranding feel. So he's delivering the uh, the goods this week on foot. Wow. Yeah. That's going to make uh, James's life at the end of the show a little bit easier. Yeah. Or should we send him off to find some stone stomping noise? <laughs> to be fair, you scurry off, Ni- boy. You hired Neil Buchanan, so we've got no budget for a sound. Okay, effect. no sound effect this week for Stigma. We didn't actually get him on the show, but just to use his name on the show cost Tom a, a king's ransom. We better say it's time. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy battle copy for? <laughs> I reckon it's the way it's worded. Not mate. so easy, is it, Private <laughs> Tom? Huh? Get back. I'll let s- let the master, master chief <laughs> have a go. Please slip up. Please slip up. Oh, when you've buckled in and down for as many of these, have boy, you better know what's going on. It's like a halo drop into enemy territory. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefriend all this week? These are the new release highlights for the week, November fourth to November tenth, twenty nineteen. Listeners, these are out digital or physical, or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region-dependent. Tom, single-handedly, you went to take the hill. You got your leg blown off. <laughs> I swept I'm waiting, in. waiting to be All those up. times as well where I've mounted the charge up the hill and I get pinged in the shoulder and you're like, no, look at him, what an absolute plonk. Shredding on you as a scramble to the top. And then after 31 episodes, you're like, no, stand back. I'll take this one. <laughs> and I had to come in and drag you by the scruff of the neck up the hill, Man firing down. one-handed pistol, Captain Price style, and we took the hill. We're a top. We've it got top. it. First up, Black Sad Under the Skin PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch out on November 5th. Black Sad Under the Skin, a dark corruption scandal in the heart of New York City's underworld for charismatic detective John Black Sad. That sounds like a name we'd make up on one of our uh, Mickey Mouse podcasts we do for a sound check. What would he... Uh... John Blacksad. Ooh. What does he do? Maybe a um, motivational podcast speaker. His ancestors made a load of money in the slave trade but then felt guilty. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. Shame on them. What's next? 
Next up, we've got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Switch US uh, November 5th and Switch EU November 8th. Tell you what, if you're a fan of sports games with some Japanese mascots, Tom, you better get yourself on a red-eye flight over to America so you can snab that (coughs) three-day exclusive. Yeah. (laughs) Good job it's on the Switch. You can play it on the way home. Excellent. Don't get any better. Caught I, hunched uh, over in a plane seat, shaking yeah. your waggle controller backwards and <laughs> forwards. I think that's going to get you arrested. I, uh, I've i been looking at this and it's getting sort of sevens out of tens and quite good. I think it's going to be a good family wow. party game. That technically in your eyes puts it as good a game as... Uh, Days Gone. Days Gone, yeah. Uh, join Mario and Sonic and friends for their greatest adventure yet <laughs> in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games 2020. Uh, train for Tokyo 2020 solo or compete against friends in brand new events, skateboarding, karate, surfing and sports climbing, as well as a large selection of favourite sports and classic 2D games. Well, EA cancelled Skate, the the trademark. Nintendo uh, rock up with, well, Nintendo and Sega rock up with uh, Fat Wario skateboarding in a half pipe. And I actually watched some of it. It looks pretty good. So... Uh, if, you, if you're looking for a family fun game at Christmas, I don't think you'll go far wrong with that. Mm. So you can go with traditional controls or motion. So I think that's good for... Uh, Saves your embarrassment on the plane. It does, yeah. Imagine if you were sort of doing the 100 metre dash or the hurdles and you had to sort of leap the controller in the air and you smashed your fellow uh, passenger on the plane clean in the face. Depends, embarrassing. Depends what class you fly in, doesn't it? Oh, of course, I forgot. Uh, coming up next, rolling, 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 keep them doggies rolling, Rawhide. Rawhide Simulator 2 comes to the PC <laughs> November 5th. Red Dead Redemption 2 for PC brings with it a range of graphical and technical enhancements to bring new life and detail to the story of Arthur Morgan and the Vandalin Gang on the run from the law across America in the final days of the 19th century. Next think, up, what are you going to tell me? You've bought a PC. I would buy a PC, I think, to play Go that. to town. Constructor Simulator 2, US, console edition for the Switch, November 6th. Once you have started your own company, you can start exploring new regions in West Side Plains bit by bit and accept ever larger and more lucrative construction jobs in the open world of Constructor Simulator 2, US, console edition. A game for Nick T, that one, if he's listening. He likes a simulator. Do you think he lives in this world where he wishes he can combine all his simulators into one so he's big just simulator? A tycoon of a mega simulator, yeah. Yeah. So he like brings his truck simulator, brings the load into the yard in the building yard, and then he constructs. We're on the same page, brother. If the lorry breaks down, he goes to mechanic simulator to build yeah. the rebuild the end. He is a simulation. The man. food that they're eating is actually because he's grown it in farming simulator, used the truck in trucking simulator to move it to factory simulator to make the food that he eats in. The wood he cooks on, because he cooks on an open fire, was from forestry simulator. Stripped to the waist, that's how he cooks Nick T. And he's got like animal feces and blood smeared across his chest in like tribal images. Should we put him a timestamp in? Just a special timestamp for him, because he won't listen to the rest <laughs> of the show. I had to be went to a set of smeared feces on myself. That's how we get him on board for the rest of the show. We just we say his name a few times and he gets hyped. Do you think if we timestamped the entire population of the UK, we would be <laughs> the number one good gaming podcast? Or each individual listener? No, each individual person in the Uk got a timestamp in the show. Yeah. Go that for could it. Work. 
Ritual. Get me the yellow, get me the phone book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get cracking because that's a night shift. Ritual Crown of Horns, PC, November 7th. Ritual Crown of Horns is a slaughterhouse, a violent, fast-paced, weird western with an attitude, a unique blend of classic horde modes, base defense games, and arcade top-down run and gun. Ooh. Death Stranding, PS4. This is our joint mummy mummy, isn't it, this week? Yes. Mummy mummy. Death Stranding, PS4, November 8th. Tomorrow is in your hands. After the collapse of civilization, Sam Bridges must journey across a ravaged landscape, crawling with otherworldly threats to save mankind from the brink of extinction. From legendary game creator Hideo Kojima comes an all-new, genre-defying experience in the PlayStation 4 system, starring Norman Reedus, Matt Mickelson, Leia Sado, and Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, I hope we're not disappointed by this, but it's, it's looking pretty good. Ray's Ray's double down. He thinks the village is going to go mad for this. Really? Yeah, that's why he's got all dressed up. It's I know a man who won't. Who? Adam the artist. He is definitely not on the fence about Death Stranding and Hideo Kojima. Hmm. I agreed with some of his comments, I think, but I hope there's more to this game than we've seen. Yeah, still podied up. Still going to be down there. Should have been midnight yesterday, but it's going to be midnight tonight. Good effort. Do you think Astro will have it? Do you think it'll be sold out? Oh, be gutted. No. It's a Marmite game. However many Astro Actually, is, you're right. There's, it's, it's there's not... still going to be half as many. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. Apply the logic. Next up, House of Golf on the Switch, November 8th, an arcade wow. sports game with full 3D graphics, physics, and easy to pick up play game mechanics for all the family to enjoy. Uh, next up. No, you haven't read out all the House of Golf. Oh. Ooh, House of Switch Golf. is busy. It's busy week for the Switch. It's always busy for the Switch. It is getting home to a lot of shovelware. How dare you? House of the Golf is a golfing dojo you always dreamed of. Go mental. With 135 fiendish levels of golfing madness. Reduce your golf buddies to a cry and mess for the ultimate four-player party mode. Test your metal as a difficulty and sanity ramps, but ultimately stand tall as House of Golf, Ninja Master, and pile exclusive in-game loot in your pockets. Nintendo legal up and on. Yeah. You're not going to get any more pin badges if you don't book your ideas or references. No more Amiibo. No more Amiibo. Nothing. No more Nintendo points. Okay. Are they still a thing? Uh... Yeah, you, so you if you buy a new Switch game, you can go to the rewards program and you get points for it, hmm. which now translate to actual money on the eShop, which is great. Cause, so, um, what were they worth One before? bit of news from this this week was Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury um, is now available on Smash Brothers wow. as a DLC character. So I think I might pick him up with the points I've accumulated which is nice. It's just nice you like getting something that would normally cost a fiver for free. Very much. Yeah. What we got next? Layton's Mystery Journey. Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. On the Switch, November 8th. Solving your mysteries runs in the family with Professor Layton's whereabouts unknown. It's time for his daughter Catriel to take centre stage in Layton's Mystery Journey. Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition for Nintendo Switch. Catriel the Millionaire's, Millionaire, Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition brings the famous mystery series to your TV screen, making it the perfect opportunity for would-be sleuths to share the joy of puzzle solving with friends and family. Solve puzzles at home or on the go, playing with either button or motion controls to help Catriel 
I've stumbled here, haven't I? Don't worry about it. We'll Do you know on. I had all the guts going up the hill and now we've got to defend it from the onslaughts of these games and I've just took a couple of bullets to the chest and I'm wheezing out. Allow me to step in. You look at me and I hold the grenade, pull out the pin and I'm like, just go for it, Tom. Next get, up. Get to the end of the show. Need for Speed Heat, PC, PS4 and Xbox, November 8th. Need for Speed Heat is an adrenaline fueled vibrant racing game where the lines of the law fade as the sun starts to set. Hustle by day, risk it all by night. Stingray's life story. It is. I, I, I heard that was a biography game of his life. Need for Speed Heat is the adrenaline fueled video delivery game where the lines <laughs> of the law fade as the sun starts to set. Hustle by night, risk it all. In Hustle the by day. Adam the artist, open the open the notepad. That's damn right. That saying on a t-shirt next to the Ray from the Ray family while he's leaning out the window of a car. Maybe make it look like a, an advert for an 80s cop show. And that's the tagline. You'd have to rewind, write that down. Should we reread it for him one more time? Need for Speed Heat. We'd have to come up with a different name though, wouldn't we? Yeah. Stingray Heat is an adrenaline fueled video delivery racing game where the lines of the law fade as the sun starts to set. Hustle by day, risk it all at night. Yeah. I think it could take Maybe DLC the... level with Wayne Ray at some point. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's the new genre, isn't it, for this delivery mechanic. Yeah. Done by Hideo Kojima is now sort of bundled in with Need for Speed. This is this is actually the game that Stingray's delivering. Rounds. Telling you, next year EA will release a delivery sim. <laughs> they will. Uh, last up, we've got new Super Lucky Tales on the Switch, November eighth. Leap into a playful platforming adventure for all ages with new Super Lucky Tale. Run, jump, climb, incredible heights, burrow deep underground, overcoming enemies, and explore amazing worlds on an epic crest, quest to rescue the Book of Ages from the mysterious Jinx and his. Red wine and art takes its toll, Tom. Red wine and art takes its toll on us, doesn't it? Tom, we've leapt to the end of the show. One last question (coughs) remains on everybody's lips. What are you hoping to play? Hopefully Death Stranding and some some Call of Duty, I think, this week. What if you get to uh, Asda and there's no Death Stranding? We riot. What would you buy instead? Let's say you had to buy another you game. Do, yeah, I'd be like, hmm. That time when you're like a little sport brat, you go blockbuster, they ain't got what you want, so you're going <laughs> to get anything, something anyway. Yeah, anything. Anything. Just need like a hungry animal. What would be your other thing to take? Oh, mate, I don't know. It, I want to say Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, but I don't... There's a new I, Doctor I think, Who game out. Is there? A VR experience that's oh. being raved about. That'd be great with my non-VR headset. It would be. It'd be good for you. It'd be a good yeah. title for you to check out. Probably try and download it tonight. Yeah. yeah. Maybe don't use the main TV that you got, but maybe try and tape one of the smaller portables to your face. <laughs> and then because it hasn't Old got motion... TV portable on my head like that. Yeah. Yes. Maybe rest it Next on a... Level. Like an old office chair just to take the strain. Yeah. How's that feel? Comfortable. <laughs> bearable. Bearable. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's going to be it for me this week, I think. Okay. What about you? What are you? Well, I'm all fired up for uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, but I'm I'm a little concerned that my time's being eroded away, and I'm not going to be able to get to play it. Yeah, I don't think I'll be playing it till at least Sunday, 
or a little bit of Sunday morning. You're not going to play it tonight? No, I just don't think I'll download quick enough. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. I know I said I won't play it tonight, and I know <laughs> I've heard all the hype, mate, but it's the best. I'm telling you. It's the best game I've ever played. <laughs> I can't see it. I had to balance this parcel for over five minutes. <laughs> it was sublime. Unless you know you don't. They, know. I think this is going to be right up your street because you love the tedium and the... the, the I think that, I do, yeah. I do like that sort of like. You'll probably you'll style. probably wish the the journey with these packages is not in real time. You're so right. Twelve that's hours exactly later, you arrive at the destination for the first package delivered. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that you're like, oh, but if you could save it, I'm not saying you have to do a twelve hour delivery in one go. But if you could save it, and it was that epic, and you're like, oh, I made it unbelievable. Yeah, twelve hours of balancing those. If you fall over once, is that the package is damaged? I don't believe so. I think you, it's they probably like crazy taxi. You get decreasing <laughs> crazy percentage. package. You get uh, sort oh, yeah, of better rewards. What was like that? Um, Eighteen wheel pro trucker on Sega Dreamcast was a bit. There's like that. a game for Nick tires. <laughs> Not realistic enough for him, is it? Well, no. Well, I drive across half of America in twenty seconds. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, very good. What else? Is that it? Like, yeah, I think it's, it's I'll one play of those... futuristic Harvest Moon game. It's, that, it's coming to that time of year as well where there's going to be a few big titles before Christmas, so the backlog will get even bigger. The pile of shame. Yeah. Maybe that's an episode. What's in our piles of shame? You've got the order for sure. I've got the order. I've got Fire Emblem. I've got Link's Awakening. Um... Astral Chain. Astral Chain. I feel bad for Astral Chain because I have... <laughs> no, serious note, it's a really good title. I've finished the main story. There's just the epilogue and I don't know whether... Because I don't want to spoil it for myself, but I don't know whether there's like a little hidden extra cut scene at the end. I'm not sure. Get it done. I know. I know. Get it done. Is that it? That's it. Tom. I'll utter the voodoo. Which you better do it because I won't steal this off the air after the car crash of me trying to commandeer another one of your uh, bits of uh, the show. I see why you've kept quiet for 31 episodes now. Yeah. And that's all we've got time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. Tom, sayonara. Au revoir.